there, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to see you. It's good to be back for another episode of the new and improved FAM, Friends in Magic. It's a Magic the Gathering podcast about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Who knows where we'll go with, with this one? You'll just have to tune in to see what all is new and improved. My name is Bill Grennan, but everyone calls me Brasky. And today I'm joined, as always, by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Lady of the Crease, Nicole Callahan, and in extra. Nick Price. What is up, fam? Hello. Hey. Howdy, hey. Oh, I was like, wait. What up? Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it feels good. It's great to be back, everybody. I know it's been a little bit of wait. a hiatus. What's up? It, have you all been in hiatus? Yeah, you know, Nick, I, here's the thing. I know you have felt like you've come crawling back and felt like we've been doing this podcast. No, no, no. I'm, I'm really Nick, just trying to talk. recording episodes. I'm just, I'm just trying I'm to figure stuck. out who I recorded the podcast with last week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That's like, buddy, that's like two months of podcasts that you've been doing. What kind of content have you come up with here? <laughs> Is it just I, I, a, an audio call where it's like, Nick's like, wow, that's a really good point. And then a bunch of silence. And it's like, wow, I didn't think about that. And then a bunch of silence. No, and then a were, bad pun. Were, there were people in the Zencast, I think. We don't know who you were talking to. This is going to be... We've done that before. We joined a um, a Jitsi link that had a bunch of strangers in it. And oh, it was yeah. very funny. We're like, oh, we'll just make this, you know, you know, Jit.c slash fam. And we joined in. We're like, oh, hello, family hey. reunion people. We'll see you hey, all later. <laughs> Never mind. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, we've been on hiatus. Welcome, welcome yeah, exactly. back. But it's true. Last time, last time y'all heard from us, at the very least, Strixhaven uh, had just come out or was coming out. This was back in April, and since then, so many things have happened. So many awesome uh, things in the world of Magic and Beyond have happened. Most of which is the fact that we are off on our own now as a podcast. We are now totally uh, an independent podcast. Of course, I can't wait to see what type of massive you know, magic media conglomerate we turn into, but we thank the folks at Swagoy for uh, for sending us on our way. We now can do so many awesome things with this wonderful podcast, including apparently recording episodes with complete strangers <laughs> that may never see the light of day. It'll we'll call them the lost episodes of Inextrad, and uh, you know, it's I think it could turn into a like an unset by itself. Sure. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself, Nick. Thank you. And we are looking forward to a lot of other uh, awesome episodes of of Magic the Gathering conversation and hijinks. And as such, things are going to be a little different around here. Some things you might recognize. Some things might be uh, a little changed. All of it is going to be for the better and, and for the fun, I think, as well, which is going to be a lot of fun. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a little excited. How about you? I'm I'm pumped. I am pumped. stoked. Yeah. Stoked. So ready. Adjective, Nick. I need an adjective beyond yeah. Pumped, stoked, you are speechless. Fantastic. That is <laughs> I'm, I'm serene. I'm serene because I, I definitely am excited to come back after a long hiatus of not recording episodes. It's well talking about magic. <laughs> yes. I'm, I was going to get really mad, Nick, if you were going to do the joke where you couldn't hear Brasky again. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to be so bad. We would not have the time enough because Nick is really good at sticking to his his practical jokes. He's really good at sticking to character, like even more so than I am. And I like I like I do theater. Like I've done that stuff, and I'm thoroughly impressed by what he's done. But I am also impressed by what all of my co-hosts do when it comes to Magic: The Gathering, which is why we are going to start off with something familiar. And I want to know how our week in Magic was. 
and the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, how was your week in magic? My week in magic was pretty good. Um, as a theme in general in these updates, I, I have been playing less and less magic. However, uh, this past weekend, I was coerced into playing a team <laughs> tournament. Weren't you the first kidding. volunteer? Yeah, I, that was a joke. <laughs> I, <don't know> that. <laughs> um, I did find out about a team tournament happening online, and I absolutely love team tournaments. And so I was super down to try kind of a bit of an experiment because it's an interesting concept to play a team tournament online. Uh, and I I guess technically, since the truth is out, I did trick both uh, co-host Nick uh, and former guest or previous guest, uh, Hogpog, to be um, my teammates. Um, and we had kind of a blast. I don't know. I think we had a good yeah. time. Nick, hopefully. It was, uh, it was one of the most fun tournaments that I've ever joined. Just having yeah, just a team it, aspect. Yeah, it was now. seriously like a blast. So if you don't know, like with team tournaments, you are allowed to communicate with your teammates at any point. Normally you're physically at a table, so it's kind of restricted to who you can talk to. So the seating sort of matters a little bit in that. But in this situation, we were just in a Discord call. Um, so it was a little bit more free. And um, I will say in general, we all sort of played our own match and just kind of got involved um, during the key decisions or really near the end of only one player was kind of still playing um, and needed some some guidance from people who know what their lands do. Uh, um. It's because it's because he plays deliberately and precisely. Isn't that right? Nick? Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. just teasing. Nick almost played a, um, a land that comes into play tapped on a turn where we really did not need a tap land at that exact moment, but it, he was gonna figure it out. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Maybe. And the structure was <laughs> yeah. After it came in tapped, then he would have been like, "Oh, um. I figured." <laughs> the structure was double elimination, which I actually had not really played a double elimination tournament um, before, and so it's pretty interesting. We won our first three rounds, and then lost in the fourth round in quotation, and then had to wait two hours because the bottom bracket had to catch up. Because every time you eliminate someone, they go to the bottom, so they're kind of like a round behind. So we waited two hours. Nick literally took a nap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we get back on the call. We're ready to go. We're ready to... We do play, in fact. We play in the bottom bracket. We win fairly quickly. And then we're like, oh, good. Now we can go play the finals. And the finals is like, well, actually, can we just split? And we would have had to win two matches back to, like, to beat our yeah, finals opponent. Because of how, of how the bracket works, right? Like the other yeah. the other team in the finals would have just been there since, I mean, they wouldn't they have lost had the match a match yet. Yeah, yeah. They so they had a loss to give, so we would have had to double beat them. So a split actually was really appealing, and some of us had some commitments. So we ended up waiting two hours, crushing our opponents in like a twenty minute match, and then splitting for the finals. So it's actually a pretty interesting experience, to be honest. I mean, I'm more slightly disappointed that you used the words uh, appealing and split and didn't make any reference to bananas at all. <laughs> like, it was right there for the taking, and nobody jumped on that, and I just, I don't Low know. Low-hanging fruit, you would say? Oh! <laughs> no! Oh, my! You know what? You know what? I have a new point structure here, and it's going to be called Brasky Bucks. And Nicole just got one. Congratulations okay. on that one. Wow. Yeah, Nick, Nick, do we have a rebuttal for that amazing one? I, I don't think. I was just going to say that Split is one of my favorite movies from the last few years, but it was nowhere near as appealing as, as that 
banana split joke. Yeah, no, that was, I mean, I appreciate your taste in film, and I, I, I want to have further discussion with that in some other separate podcast with mystery people that you have at some point. Yeah. But that, that was not going to get you that buck right there. No brassy bucks <laughs> to you on that one, my friend. But Nicole, now that you have earned said brassy buck, you also earned the right to tell me how your weekend magic was. Uh, my week was also fabulous. It wasn't as fabulous as, as, as winning the team event, best event insight thing that happened, but, uh, I'm casting the VML this Friday and I'm also competing in the top 16 of the VML this week. My, my match is not being featured, but I am stoked to play it. I'm actually playing against my normal casting partner, uh, Becky Bell, but either way, whoever wins, I'd be, you know, I'd be happy for her to win and move on. It's a soul time mirror. So the most exciting match but it's you know got got a lot on the line looking looking hoping to make the top eight of the vml for the second time and maybe take it down this season now see so. you need to sell this you need to sell this much more you need to sit there and be like two friends battling <laughs> it out for a place in the vml and it's and this time it's gonna get salty like we need something of that with like epic explosions we need to really pump up this match right here all right come on nicole we got to get on the marketing side of these things <laughs> now well, talk yeah. talk mad talk mad crap about Becky right now, right? That's what you got to do. We got to pump up the controversy, right? That Becky Bell, she's so good at magic. Yeah, that's right. Compliment insults. That's such a great need. caster. Yeah, yeah. Nicole, yeah. you're gonna take her down, but she's gonna say, she plays her lanes untapped. She <laughs> take her down to the corner store and buy her an ice cream. Wait. Yeah, darn right. <laughs> She wins this match. I'm gonna, yeah, to, to my yeah. play by play. So uh, right. yeah, <laughs> you're gonna play. You're, magic you're, gonna, with her. you're, gonna, you're gonna beat her, and then you're gonna get together the cast after, and then you're gonna tell her how much fun you had in the match, and how Ooh. much her competition means to you. Sick burn. And how much you're looking forward right. to casting with her again in the future. Ooh, I hope she's listening. And how much you respect her. Called yeah. out. She just got called out for being. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, you, you best be listening, Becky Bell, because we're calling you out here. That's right. We're calling you, you out for your awesomeness, Becky. You amazing content creator. I got my crew here. Yeah. That's that's all the title of this episode is going to be, is just <laughs> Becky Bell exposed. And just all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, it's just how awesome Becky is. Like, that's all it is. This is how to bottom. Yeah, I was, on, I was on a call with Becky once. Yeah, uh, she was great. Can we can so we record great. a separate one where we where we're not as nice, and then depending on the outcome of the match, we just release one or the other. The other one just gets real passive aggressive, just real passive aggressive. Okay, so I guess so, the point. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead, Nick. No, I just I'm suggesting that the title of this episode should be Becky Bell Burn Book. Ooh. <laughs> You know what? Brasky book for Nick on that one. The alliteration yeah, was fantastic on that one. I, I really appreciate it. It was a fantastic job you did there. I, I think as well, you know, the most important part of that conversation, I think, that I got from that, Nicole, is, uh, you know, I think we need an intensive cyborg guy. Uh, go ahead. You have 48 minutes. <laughs> great. Uh, Thank you so much. Yep. That was fantastic. <laughs> Laugh at your sideboard, and then you're going to be great. That, exactly. That is the expert tips from Nicole Callahan. Fabulous. Well, when she's not giving expert tips on sideboard plays for Sultai Mirrors, there's other awesome Magic players who were also participating in team events. That includes Nick Price. Nick, how was your week in Magic? Although we probably know a little bit of it already. Yeah, I mean, as I was saying in last week's episode, I, I was really excited to be joining this team, this team event. And yeah, it was it really exceeded my expectations. So team events aren't incredibly common here. Um, 
you know down here in the philippines if this is the, f- the first time you're you're hearing about where i'm from um they're like we have them it's just they aren't they just aren't super common for whatever reason so whenever i do get the chance to join a team event i think that they're just like the most it's just the most fun way to play magic um especially especially when you kind of respect each other's playing style and boundaries and i think that something that i was really important like to our success is that we kind of had a talk at the start of the tournament like we we kind of leveled off each other's expectations about hey um we're probably just going to focus on our own matches and then if we want help we'll ask for it but otherwise you know we can kind of focus on our own games and then just watch the other person's games until they ask for help and i think just the communication was was awesome and i, I can't wait to play with with any combination of people uh, from our team again yeah you, you said like a, a really cool thing there because like again as the most casual player of this group of podcast hosts right here you know i do play a good amount of commander and there's always that conversation of like rule zero set your expectations of the game beforehand so no one comes in and has a bad experience you almost kind of have that like rule zero of a team event of like, what is the best way everyone works together? What is the best way that we can all connect? And then after that, that's when you can kind of, you know, almost win or lose ensure that you're going to have like a pretty good team experience. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. And, I contributed yeah. to the losing part. I had a great team experience, so. <laughs> there you go. Well, fantastic. I, I mean, some, someone, had, someone had to play the white deck. So I think that it was just, it was admirable <laughs> that you stepped up and then picked up some collected companies. I mean, that's the true, in true, like, you know, of the, of all the color parts of the color pie, like white would be like the sacrificial lamb in that way. So, you know, that's, that's what, that's what we had right there. Caroline just showed up, played the white and brought awesome, awesome team dynamics. New card, team dynamics. We're going to need someone from the podcast to listen in and make a card about team dynamics. Well, yeah, she, she made sure I, she made sure I woke up on time. You know, that. <laughs> With you, that's actually really important. Like that's kind of like your I mean, time schedules, all of that kind of well, stuff. You well, being well to be fair, it was like vital. it was like six. We, I, I went, I took a nap at like five a.m. or something, and then you know, like I was in danger for sure of just like sleeping and waking up at lunchtime or something. So I, you know, like I, I left my phone on. I didn't put my phone on silent when I went to sleep, so I just got the notification that hey, are you up? Like, oh, okay, I guess I can be up now to play the the two hundred dollar magic match, like. <laughs> Well, I guess, yeah. Okay, Nicole, I just, we, we need to, I, Nicole, we have to, like, really ask something of Caroline with this, is that is, how do you wake up a teammate halfway across the world with only phone notifications? I'm interested in this. Nicole is interested in this. Caroline, what is your magic? Uh, sorry, my consulting fee is kind of high, so. Fabulous, <laughs> which brings us it. to the Patreon that we're going to start eventually. <laughs> this will pay for Caroline's uh, professional consultant fees. Which apparently equate to seventeen brassy bucks. I will. <laughs> I will say that as much as I'm joking, I when we were playing in this tournament, um, the deck lists were being displayed in a way that I was not used to. <laughs> there was just a, a, a big Discord message, um, and I'm a big nerd. So during our first match, I lost and was not going to help Nick navigate this Phoenix deck, and so. I built a spreadsheet of all the decklists in the tournament <laughs> because I couldn't deal with the Discord messages. Uh, and then Insight actually paid me retroactively for my services. <laughs> so maybe my consulting fees are kind of high. I don't know. Wow. How many Brasky bucks did you get? Oh, that's <laughs> redacted. Yeah. <laughs> The exchange rates are through the roof at this point. You know, yeah, it's almost you know. it's almost like it's almost like cryptocurrency, except even more volatile. 
That's Wait, wow. Be. I could have gotten paid in crypto. <laughs> I know. Right? Well, Rasky Bucks are kind of a form of crypto. They're a mental crypto, right? So it's like a crypto. That's, that you that's some next level crypto. Well, I wrote them down, so they're not that mental. Oh, well, okay. Well, they have they have some tangibleness to them now as well. Now I have to really think about how we can sell these Caroline, things. Caroline, please don't be showing your blockchain to everyone. You, know, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta keep that private. Yeah, thank God this is an audio-only podcast. Otherwise, yeah, I be in on it. everyone would have seen the, the, the whole Brasky Bucks blockchain. It's true, which is kind of what was on the line for the fact that my past week in Magic, guess what, y'all? I played in-person Magic with friends at a pre-release. You. you have friends? I know! I'm as surprised as you are! It's insane! I kind of just showed up to Pre-release in a room full, like, full of mystery people? Uh... Stuffed yeah, animals, like, but like you know. Nick's podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> I assume in round three you you needed to split because you had an hour drive. Uh, no, in round three I actually lost due to time because my life total was lower. You know, that's that's kind of like. <laughs> did you Aww. make bad life decisions? I did. Sorry. I truly okay, did. <laughs> but it was great. No, it was it was fun because it was it was not at like a local game store. It was that uh you know groups of friends that I've been playing Commander with were all like, oh man, it's been a while since we played like any type of format other than commander let's do a modern horizons 2 pre-release we're like yeah let's do it we'll have it at our friend's house and so we actually got eight people together that we were going to do and, and do a pre-release but the thing was is that each of us had to find our own pre-release kits and it was very interesting because those pre-release kits were in very high demand and we were all like basically like working the back channels of the different local game stores of who might have had some stock during depending which day and where and how to open up and then find and get there. And it took an insane amount of time to kind of find all the different pre-release kits that we could have. But then when we did, it was really a whole bunch of fun because it was a lot of like semi-competitive players, some very casual players. And then somewhere in between is where I'll place myself who like knows how to deck build and did like a good amount of like research in the set beforehand. And it ended up being really, really, really fun. I had a four color, uh, it was basically Grixis plus white. I know, surprise. Uh, pre-release that was a mixture of delirium and reanimator and it actually worked out great i had a karmic guide that led into another thing that pulled something out of a graveyard and put it onto the battlefield that led to another thing that pulled something out of the graveyard and put it on the battlefield i ended up going two and one it was a lot of fun that one loss of course was i was not joking i did lose the time because i just apparently took too much time with my you know dirtily shenanigans but it was i gotta tell you it was nice to play magic against people in person in a format other than Commander, and I had a blast playing Modern Horizons 2 Sealed. It was very, very good. I, I, I'm actually looking for any opportunity to play it again. That's so nice. It was great. There's your wholesome content for the day. Aww. Welcome to Brasky's Wholesome Magic Content. This segment was brought to you by Brasky Bucks, the only mental cryptocurrency where you can get <laughs> onto fam, friends, and magic podcast. Find it wherever you can find an extra Nick Price and his other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which now brings us over to another fun segment that we want to do, and this is something new to the podcast, and that is we want to do a little fun topic, a little fun activity in each in this part of the podcast that is magic-related, that is going to involve uh, a little bit of thinking on the behalf on the behest of my co-hosts around here. And what? This very, yeah, you betcha. Yeah, you got to think, right? Is that in the fine print? It is. It's actually more of a watermark. So we have to think know? and read? Yeah, you got to think, you got to read. <laughs> and okay? listen? <laughs> at the same time <laughs> this is the most magic player like complaining i've ever heard of. I got <laughs> have you seen a 
Strixhaven cards? <laughs> We're really taxed at the moment. God, I didn't realize. I didn't... He gave up after line three. These so I don't know. These... God, these color pairs have new names? Come on. <laughs> Prismark, can I just call it? Is it? It's Prismizit. That's the only one that works for me. Prismizit. <laughs> I'll give you that. Okay. Um, I like that. That's the only this, one that works for me. But this time around, this uh, particular activity and game that we're going to be playing is going to be called, uh, is, is it, it, it comes to me for the first week of us doing this. And so this is going to be called, and I'm going to try and do my most like game show hosty voice so I can throw some music in here. It's going to be called Name That Card! <laughs> what was what, No one can hear the music. I'm just dancing like I know the music is going on. <laughs> There's something fun playing in the background. I didn't quite catch you. What is it called? Uh, name that card. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much. You'd be a r real hoot at the game show, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, what was the name of the show? <laughs> this is funny, though, because in true fashion, like Nick's probably going to wipe the floor with all of us every single week on this. Nah. Oh, yeah. I We're so screwed. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm just here to watch. True. You're just here to watch, participate, have fun. <laughs> Can we just say that Nick has to do it in one guess every time? Every time. No. That's impossible. Maybe three. Yeah, it's impossible, especially the way I set up Name That Card this time. Now, how does Name That Card play? Well, it's a little familiar to other types of game shows with Name That and some other noun that goes inside of there. Basically, I have a few interesting, somewhat iconic magic cards from past and present that my co-hosts will bid to see who can guess that card in the least amount of hits. I have a few cards lined up. I am ready to throw something out at uh, my co-hosts here. And the first one... The first card, I will give a, a little base knowledge about it. And the first card, I will say, is from Mirrodin Besieged. And it's a creature. And it's not one you think of. At least not from when we did a test run of this with another thing from Mirrodin Besieged. It is a Mirrodin Besieged <laughs> creature. That's what I'm going to say about it. Thanks. So I was going to say, I know this one. <laughs> I'm going to start with the person with the least amount of brassy bucks to give us uh, to, to start us off on the hints, and that is going to be Caroline Cavanaugh. Caroline, how many hints will it take to guess what this card is? It's a creature from Mirrodin Besieged. Ten. Ten hints. Yeah. Good Lord. I'm now going to move over to our friends based. Uh, I'm going to go to Inextrad Nick Price because he is farther away proximity-wise from Nicole to myself. Nick how many hints will it take you to guess this creature card from Mirrodin Besieged? Six. Six. Fantastic. All right. Now, yeah. the pressure is on, Nicole. How many hints will it take you to guess this creature card from Mirrodin Besieged? Now, reminder, there's a good amount of Brasky Bucks on the line for this. See, the thing is, like, the chances of me actually being able to guess it in five is not very good, but I, I feel like I should make it... It is. It is. It is. Like, if, as long as the first feeling. hint is like the name of the creature is, you know, but I feel like to make it a show, I should just <laughs> say five. <laughs> this is EV. It, this is good EV. Because, yeah, like, that's, I should that's pretty say. Good. <laughs> just, it's All in big right. Latin. <laughs> I'm just saying five. I'm going to say five. All right. All right. Do now I get to rebid? That's it. Now we're at this spot. Okay. Caroline, back to you. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Nicole, can you <laughs> And four? Nick, can you do it in four? Nick? I said six. I'm good. Oh. All right. All right. Cowards. So we're starting off with, with five hints. 
for Nicole. Let's I... put this down. We're going to start things off. So, remind you. Wait, this can is I do queen. four? No, I don't think no, so. No, it's too late now. It's too it's late your... now. Yeah, yeah, you said no. You, you said got, no you with sass, it. actually. Yeah, it was a sassy no, all right? <laughs> and when you give me a sassy no, I know it's definitive. So, now we start with <clears throat> Nicole Callahan. This is your creature from Mirror to Siege. Your first hint. The artwork was done by Mark Zug. Nothing? Okay. We move on. Oh, this is tough. In total, not counting the colored mana, like colored mana symbols and colorless mana, six mana in total. So would you say the mana value of the card is six mana? Fabulous yeah. job. Well done. Well played. <laughs> one one brasky buck to Carolyn. Keep them coming. Keep them Fabulous coming. Job. All right. So <laughs> it's six mana value in total. On the board. The artwork was done by Mark Zuck. Your next hint. It has flying. Next hint. Mm. Its color identity is blue. And your final hint. Its flavor text is blessed by the hands of Jin Gitaxius. Oh, Over. you know what? Over to you. What is your guess? Nick, whisper it in my ear, quick. No, 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 no <laughs> cheating. No cheating. There will be negative brassy bucks for cheating. I can't. I know what it is. It's teamwork. Oh, it's teamwork. but I don't want to pass it because then give Nick's going to get on. it. Can I pass give, it to Caroline? Give me teamwork. <laughs> you can't pass it to me? We can't. That's not in the rules. I mean, it's not explicitly not in the rules, but it's not in the rules. Nicole, if I knew it, I would text it to you, but I don't know. <laughs> There it is. All right. So uh, we yeah, go. I'll pass. We one guess. No, not not a single, not I, a single I, creature. For, do, Mark um, Zug. It's a it's a creature. It's a creature. Artwork by Mark Zug. It has flying. It costs six, six mana, and its flavor text is blessed by the hands of Jenga Taxius. I got. It. Is it the the frog? Uh, worm sorry, coil no, engine. No, no, it is not worm <laughs> coil engine. Everyone's just guessing worm coil engine. They don't know what Nicole it is. and Caroline better call the SEC because I've got an insider trading case Ooh, open. Yeah, with yeah, we got a complaint right here for Brasky Bucks because this is my favorite Magic card of all time. Really? No, it's not. It, yeah, is it really? This is, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna send it over to Nick. Yeah, this is consecrated things. It is consecrated. It's my it's my favorite Magic oh. card of all time. Congratulations yeah, to Nick for getting that one, being uh, the second to go How around. How does Nick know this stuff? Oh, my God. How many that points is, does Nick get? Uh, since Nick got that, it, so let's see. We did five hints for that one. Carry the two, minus seven, plus 11 billion, minus 14. See, you could have done it in four, Nick. That, three brassy bucks to Nick. Three brassy oh, okay. bucks. Oh, okay. Nice. It, it was the flavor text that, 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 that locked it in for me. The fifth, the fifth hint? Yeah, the flavor text. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, the I love the flavor text of that one. So there's a general theme uh, with all the cards that I pick in some way, shape, or form. And so uh, there will be there will be brassy bucks given to anyone who can guess what that theme is. That is the most difficult part of this whole spot. We move on to the second one. And here is the second piece. So this is a card. It is a sorcery from Cons of Tarkir. That is what that is. Sorcery from Cons of Tarkir. Okay, we are now going to start off with our defending champion in Extraud, Nick Price. Nick, how many guesses? Five. Five. He starts off with a brash five. Impressive. Over two, Caroline Cavanaugh. Can you do it in less than five? 
I mean, no, I can't, but I might as well say four for the content. Well done. <laughs> I appreciate you just, 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 just lying on that sword. <laughs> We're in theme with concept arc here. And Nicole, can you do it in three? I'm going to jump on the sword. I'll say three. Oh, she's jumping on the sword. <laughs> You're doing it in three? I, no, but I'm going to say I will. There we go. Confidence is key. Okay, I'm in. It, it, it is. It is iconic, right? Like it's not just like some random draft common, right? Uh, it's the same. We did like the 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 pre test for this. I'm like, I'm gonna back clean up on this game so many times, but mm-hmm. you know, I've got. I now I got the competitiveness. Now it's like I'm ready. Let's just yeah. <laughs> it is. It, it is a somewhat iconic magic card. I, I I'm not gonna pull off random like draft chaff from sets way way back in the day, right? It's got to be some at least somewhat recognizable in some way in some format, be that pauper or commander or something else, right? Oh, I don't so, play those. Uh, well, then you're in for a rough go of it. All right, Nicole. Three guesses. Your three hints. This is a sorcery from Cons of Tarkir. The artwork is by. Cynthia Shepard. I already know it. What? No. What? <laughs> no, I, <don't>. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I believed you, Caroline. I believed you. The that's yeah, that's that's number one. Hint number two: the flavor text. Countless delights drift on the surface while dark schemes run below. I know the card. Call. 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 You didn't ask Nick if he could counterclaim it too. Call. Can I call? Can I want to hear it? You cannot phone a friend on this one. No, no, she's asking no, if she no. can call, call. Nick on saying because he knows the card. Bluff. Oh, oh, no. Oh, you, oh, you want to call us both two hints? Two hints? All right. For two hints, you're, this is a new dynamic of name that card. If someone says they know it, you call that bluff. In extra, Nick Price, what? what is that card? What, can you what read the, the flavor? I just want to be sure. Can you read the flavor text again? <laughs> you only get the flavor text. Here you go. Countless delights drift on the surface while dark schemes run below. Oh, wait. It could be two cards. You get one. You, you, call, you said you knew it, buddy. Sorcery, Counts of Tarkir, art by Cynthia Shepard. Countless delights drift on the surface while dark schemes run below. Oh, no. I, I'm scared now. You put, I didn't know you that was going to happen to me. You said it. You have to. Between it's between one or two cards. Pick one. Sorcery. Is it villainous wealth? It is not villainous wealth. Oh, that was a good guess. Then it's the then it's the other one that I think it is. For your for your very brash thinking that you could do that in two guesses, you'll get minus two brasky bucks. Can I can can they can I have them since I called this bluff? (laughs) No, get it correctly then. That is a fabulous thing. You call this bluff. You you can't steal my points. You get two. You get you get two brassy bucks. There you go. Fabulous. Okay. I feel but, like I should I, have lost my brassy bucks if I called but, the boss there. But if if, <laughs> yeah. if they don't if they don't guess it, I still get to guess again at five. Yes, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, just go. There's no. a monster's <laughs> here, Nick. <Come> on. <laughs> carry on, carry on. I, I, okay, I shall be waiting. Now we move on to number three, the third hint for Nicole. Okay. So we have done the artist. We have done the, uh, what you might call it, flavor text. The next thing I will tell you about this, hmm, how do I put this? How do I put this down here? It can be discounted. So the cost can uh... be reduced? The cost can be reduced. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of. Okay, I mean, there's cards I have in mind. I think the card that I'm thinking of is an the instant. Cost can be reduced. It is a sorcery. 
The reason why I say the cost can be reduced is that costs can be reduced by many things. So I'm not going to say exactly why. Oh! <laughs> oh, I think I know what it is. Yeah. Well, you'll get to go next if, if, if Nicole doesn't guess it here. Concepts for here. Uh, draconic Nilimus lore. Is a really good I have guess, no idea. <laughs> Dr draconic lore. That is incorrect. Incorrect yeah. on that. I don't know what Carolyn's going to get it. Now we go over to Carolyn Cavanaugh for this <sighs> Concept Tarkir sorcery. Art by Cynthia Shepard. Countless delights drift on the surface how could with I dark not? schemes Ooh. run below. This card can be discounted. You can reduce the cost of it. It's cost, Caroline, in total. It's mana value in total is eight mana. I was going to uh, actually say is eight mana. I was going to call. I should have said it out loud. Uh, okay. The card no. is Treasure Cruise. It is Treasure and Cruise. I've got a card. Oh, on the you board. Did it. Yes. On the board, two brassy bucks to Caroline for that one. Fabulous. Yes. Job. Fabulous job. I, Nicole I and lost, I are, are I lost tied for first. What? <laughs> How are you? You're keeping track. <laughs> Wait, I actually well have a done. really nice story about Consecrated Sphinx if, if we have time for that. Well, before that, we have to go on. We have our third card. We have a, we have a no, third no. card? Oh, okay. I, oh, you know, okay. I'm sorry. No, I, just no. got word, I just got word from our sponsors. <laughs> we have to move on to our main topic. And our main topic is going oh, to be oh, in just a right. after this word from our sponsors. Your our first third sponsor. card will be buried in the lost episodes with Nick. That's true. In They're the not lost. They they, they 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 released somewhere. Like it's not a big deal. Do you don't, know don't worry how about podcasts work, Nick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they don't go, get out by accident. Don't worry about Nick, it. It's, it's how, out there. Nick, Nick, here's how podcasts are made. All right, when four co-hosts love each other very much, <laughs> they oh. decide oh, they no. decide that they want to get some Yeti you microphones. You need to put that beer down. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it, everybody. But no, we'll save. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for uh, for games and fun activities like Guess That Card in later episodes of Fam Friends. Uh, the game was called Name the Card. Guess the Card, Name the Card. It's fine. Okay, minus one Brasky Buck for me for not even getting my game name right. So put that down there. I think I'm in negative Brasky Bucks now because I haven't given out any. I didn't so. even have your name on the tracker. <laughs> Yeah, if that doesn't sum up my whole magic career, like that just, that, that right there. I'm going to track your points and assume they're all negative. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that as well. Well, before we move on to our to our main topic, Nick, you did mention something about Consecrated Sphinx. What is the quick story you have about that wonderful, delightful card? Oh, yeah. So it, it is, it's my favorite card. Like, it's one of the first mythics, like, I ever saw, like, learning magic, because I learned magic during Mirrodin Besieged. And in my first pro tour, I got to fly to London. And while I was there, like, it was happening right beside a, a Grand Prix or a Magic Fest or whatever. And so I tracked down Mark Rosewater and he was like stomping through the 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 Magic Fest venue because it was so huge. And like he was he was obviously in a hurry. But I was like, hey, Mark, Mark, Mark Rosewater. Hi. And of course, because he's just like such a nice person, he he stopped. And and, you know, on his on his blog, his blog, -a -thog, he, he does this thing where on on some on people's birthday like they ask for trivia about their favorite card so i said like i know you're super busy and it's just like this would, this is like a dream come true for me but could you tell me like a cool fact about my favorite card this is my first pro tour about consecrated sphinx and he kind of went like oh uh, yeah sure i'll tell you a cool fact about consecrated sphinx and he said that in in the in the design of mirrored and besieged they were trying to think of a cool blue mythic that would do something crazy with drawing cards and he was like what's what's the biggest splashiest thing that you can do involving drawing cards and then how about instead of drawing one card 
you draw two cards, and that's how Consecrated Sphinx got designed. So that was that was my that was my bespoke fact about my favorite magic card. I've got to say, Nick, for 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 your talents, that is the most inextricable impression of Mark Rosewater I have ever seen. It was like spot on for exactly like if Nick was going to do an impression of Mark Rosewater, that is exactly how I imagined it. It made me so happy. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. It made, it made me very happy too. Awesome. And now you know what else makes us happy? Playing different ways of playing Magic: The Gathering. And that's kind of what our main topic for this time around is. The topic that we're going to choose this time around is not necessarily we're not going to talk about. Everyone's seen Modern Horizons 2, right? We already know about other like formats and you know dip ways to play competitive Magic. But what about other ways to play Magic: The Gathering? And that's what we want to focus on right now for this episode is our favorite alternate or offbeat ways to play Magic. There's so many different like formats. Some of them like official ways from from Wizards of the Coast says here's another way you can play Magic: I think Magic: The Gathering. Other ways are ways that maybe you've come up with by yourself or with some friends or that you've seen played at like, you know, you know, in the side tables of a PT somewhere. That's kind of what we want to talk about on this episode is our favorite ways that are a little bit offbeat of playing Magic the Gathering. And uh, let's just start us off. Let's start off with maybe something on the maybe perhaps more official side of things. And that will be Nicole Callahan. Nicole, what is your favorite offbeat way to play Magic? I love Two-Headed Giant. I will play two-headed giant any like it is my it is the only like good part about like bombing out of a main event is that like you can wake up on Sunday as long as like somebody that you're there with also bombs out you, you can get up and play in like the 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. like two-headed giant the next day it is so much fun I love it because I can play it with my son who's 10 and you know he's not that well versed in magic so I get to be the smart head and then I can also play it with my husband, who is a professional magic player, and then he gets to be the smart head. So, but it's actually, it is, it is a lot of fun and it's for like all levels, which I've always loved. And, you know, having it be a limited format at the same time. And it's like sort of like a team event, but you're playing the same game instead of having like separate games. So I absolutely cannot get enough of Two Headed Giant. And I wish there was more, like, apparently there's like a pro tour or something for it like years ago you know, back in Magic's history or something. There was, like, some PTQ... Like, one of the PTQ seasons was, like, Two-Headed Giant or something. So, many, many moons ago. Now that... that I don't know if it was a Pro Tour or if it was just, like, the Pro Tour, like, qualifier season because, like, there was different, like, ways to qualify. It was, like... Pro Tour San Diego. Pro Tour San Diego in 2007 was played... Look at this guy. There you go. Yeah, it was played in Two-Headed Giant format. Yeah. So, there you go. I would have loved... I wish I had played back then. (laughs) That's like now that that is team magic to me doing some two headed giant like there's team magic then there's literally like the only thing that would make it better is if you had to share an oversized shirt while you played like you just kind of like just had to put one of those on can you have more armholes though than just like the two can you have like multiple or is it just the two armholes on the side I think I think you could I think you could navigate a third and fourth armhole through the middle, but you still got to be like you got to be sewn together in some way. Like that's how we should like actually Our play. Our friendship shirt. Yeah, friendship shirts. Except they're like actual esports jerseys. Like that's what we need. We need to get on. We need to get on the horn with a jersey maker. That's what we, we need, need to get on that. Like friends and magic needs to sell these friendship shirts. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's write it down. First thing for the merch store, two headed giant official jerseys. Call our people. <laughs> call, all right. We'll call our people. Literally their name is our people. It's a, it's a great, fantastic company that we have right there. Two headed giant. I really want to get a mock-up of one, like just as a joke. 
That's a fantastic idea, Carolyn. I'll tell you what. Do you think we complimented Becky enough at the beginning of the podcast? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean complimented? That was vicious trash talk. Like, oh, right. <laughs> the vicious uh, God, trash Becky, talk. Not, not only is she a release? great, great player and commentator and caster, but she's also just a great designer. Ugh, oh, Becky. An awesome human being. Cuh, Jeez. Gosh. Imagine I mean, be being awesome Becky. How amazing would that be? Oh, you know what's almost as amazing as Becky? Other ways and alternate ways of playing Magic the Gathering. Caroline, what is your favorite alternate way to play Magic? Okay, so I'm pretty excited about this topic because, uh, as you may know, uh, I tend to play the spikier forms of Magic. Um, at least I've been told that. And I do, I've never really enjoyed Commander recently. I did start in the Commander world, but I've moved on. I, two at a giant is a thing. I definitely like it more than the average person, but in general, I'm, you know, all about the constructed and um, all the tournaments and stuff. But there is one form of magic that I is, might actually be my favorite. Um, and it's called, the, it was introduced to me as Gao magic. I believe more recently um, Wizards adopted it as Booster Blitz, I think. Yes. Um, with, with slightly adjusted rules. But the general concept is you open up you and your opponent open up a pack of magic cards. So there are 15 individual cards outside of the token. Sometimes it's a basic, sometimes it's not. It really just depends what set you're playing with. Um, and then you take those 15 cards and you build five piles of three cards each. And you do this without showing your opponent the cards. Um, and you're working, you're going to be playing five tiny games of magic where you each start with five life as your life total. You have all the cards in your hand, so all three cards in your hand at the same time, and you have unlimited mana. So each mini game, um, you know, starts off where one person goes first and they play like a bunch of creatures or they hold some spells um, or they have basics in their hand or whatever, and then they just play a little mini game. And then the winner gets a point, and the first to, to three points uh, out of one pack wins that pie go. Um, one of the reasons I love this is because I think it's a really awesome bridge between having all these magic packs that's like kind of a waste to open if you subscribe to like the Marshall School of Magic. Um, and so you're you're opening your packs, but then you're also having some enjoyment. And then the bonus for me is that it can happen anywhere in reality, as long as you have packs of magic cards and can happen fairly quickly. So, you know, if you have a break or you're on lunch or whatever... And there's not a huge commitment. So, you know, if something goes wrong and you have to stop what you're playing, it's really not that big of a deal. You can probably still re reserve the piles that you made and, and play later. Like, it's very easy to take a, uh, set up and, and take down. You don't need to add basics or, or anything like that. Um, so I personally have really enjoyed this format. I, I actually play it probably a lot. <laughs> in fact, recently I was in a different country uh, to my boyfriend and he sent me packs so we could play over webcam. So that that's how much that I still like playing Pygap. Um, I will say the pros obviously are kind of what I listed. No prep, easy to play, fun way to open packs. Uh, you also get to play with spells in the set that you wouldn't normally get to play. Like some big, you know, nine mana spell is <laughs> pretty easy to cast when you have unlimited mana. Um, I think there are some cons, like uh, one major con is it, when a set has a mechanic that's just a real dud in Pygow. Um, honestly, for example, drawing cards is just, you don't draw cards in Pygow. So uh, anything that like incentivizes you, if you do this cool thing, you have to draw a card, that doesn't work. 
Another one is like um, to pay mana. So like a counterspell with a condition. So like, oh, counterspell unless you pay three. Also a dud because they can just pay three. They have unlimited mana. Um, and then uh, Delirium is another example. Like your graveyard will never really get that thick. Um, but there's some busted cards. Like Flashback is obviously like a cool mechanic, split cards, all that. But my favorite kind of thing about finding like what is busted is is the turn one win cards. Um so there's just you know there's there's been the classic five five power haste dragon that's a turn one win because uh, you know you can just play it in an attack. Um, there, but there's some cooler ways that are turn one win. There's like a couple of pump creatures and a, a card that gives haste to a creature, like a card you just wouldn't play with in draft. So there there's actually like some really fun little puzzles that you can solve. Um, and the first time you kill someone convolutively, like through like sacking some things and throwing them at their face and whatever, like it feels really satisfying to have found that puzzle. So I, I am a huge Pygo fan. I like, I like that this is like one of the things, like what, what was another example of like an instant win in Pygo? Like what was the, the card you mentioned? Um, well, there, there's some where like it has a pump effect, like one in a red pump. And then if you give, if you a second card that gives it haste. That's right. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to the time where we get a ban and restricted announcement for like booster blitz. Just saying, like you know, this specific card is banned in boots in booster blitz. So if you open it, sorry, like you're playing with two cards. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a heavy statement. If there ever becomes a day where there's a ban and a restricted announcement on booster blitz, I will guarantee you I no longer fi- find the format fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, those will be heavily correlated to me. High, it. It's, yeah, high stakes, high stakes magic right there. Speaking of high stakes magic, I have a feeling that uh, Nick's favorite alternate way to play magic is probably very high stakes in many different ways, shapes, and forms. Nick, what's your favorite alternate way to play magic? Well, so I I haven't actually gotten to play many alternate alternative formats. I, I would say that I guess my the, the most honest answer would be would be cube. But then I don't know that that's actually an alternative format given how popular it is, and how you know how often we can we can play vintage cube on Modo or or you know the arena cube is is out now I think so I I guess what what I will do is I'll just bring up something interesting that I used to do on my own when I was testing for for like sealed PTQs um, I don't know like like two or three years ago so sealed tournaments are just incredibly uncommon here like I I feel like half the things I say about playing Magic in the Philippines or this or that experience is relatively uncommon and that's that's just because. Over here, we play a lot of standard. We play a lot of modern. You know, there's a vibrant legacy community, but you, there's hardly anyone who plays limited consistently. So, if I wanted to practice for for sealed PTQs of a certain format, I'd have to like either play Modo, which I wasn't always doing back in like 2017 or 2018, or you know, find another way to practice. So, what I kind of ended up doing, and I did this like for a few sets, is I would build like a I would build a battle box of sealed pools out of my prize packs and i would i would wait i would wait until i had like 36 boosters or whatever multiple of six i would just like mix them up i would open them up into sealed pools and then i would build i would build decks from them and i would like sleeve each of those decks up and then i would just put them in like a like a bundle like a fat pack box and then whenever i just had some free time or i wanted to practice either myself or if i was with another magic player friend and we weren't like testing constructed or whatever. We would just like jam sealed decks against each other, and that ended up being pretty fun. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like to be honest with you, I like, guess one of my f- kind of favorite things to do 
in magic just in general if i'm out at like just running errands at a store and that kind of stuff and i have the opportunity to just buy a few packs i will just be like you know what screw it i'm gonna buy a few packs and i'm gonna try and build a deck i'm gonna try and build a sealed pool like i'll buy six mm-hmm. packs and to say that's my favorite thing is the puzzle of putting the deck a deck together and seeing what it might do like that's something i do over and over again and yeah. i think cube is still a good is still like a good mention on this because it's still it's like it's been embraced by by wizards and magic as a whole but it still feels like a homegrown like from the ground up format in a lot of different ways that a lot of people enjoy which is why i have my alternate format and my alternate format is actually cubelet and cubelet is something that yes cubelet cubelet is something that i uh, discovered and started playing with some of my commander friends if there was like if i busted out another friend busted out and people were still going and playing we would play cubelet and that is someone would take their 100 card singleton deck with the commander inside of it shuffle it up and then stick it just straight down and so you play both competitors play with the same pre-made 100 card singleton deck and instead of playing like a normal land on your turn if you have a land in your hand you play it face down and it taps for any color you have no mulligans you share a library but you have separate graveyards and that's it. You play magic as normal. You draw seven cards off the top of the deck. You proceed as usual. You play a normal game of Magic the Gathering, but you see what you get in the mix of these cards because you're both drawing from the same library out of one out of a 100 card singleton deck. And now I've discovered that like that the other parts of this format is that some people build cubelets, like they build 100 card singleton decks specifically for this type of format where you have a shared library but separate graveyards playing a normal game of Magic the Gathering. I tried it out with some of our commander decks. I had like I had my Alela Artful Provocateur like Artifacts and Enchantments deck. It was actually insanely fun because you could take any card that you wanted to, not even just the lands. You could take any card you wanted to, place it face down, and it's a land of any color. So you're never going to get like land screwed. You just have to decide what you don't want to use in that in that in that style, and then you just play a normal game of Magic the Gathering where each player is at 20 life and you go at it. And I gotta say. It's kind of ridiculous, but pretty darn fun. And if you ever get the opportunity to do it, I highly recommend trying it out. That sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I, 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 I value like alternate ways to play where you can just do it in like in between rounds of a tournament because that's like how I usually play Magic, and that sounds Absolutely. like a great way to do that. And I like I, the the person that I found it out from found it out from I believe the developers of this format was Loading Ready Run, like was was something that they found on a Loading Ready Run some type of content that they made because well let's be honest they make a lot of freaking content so and they discovered it through there and now i it was something that i got to discover and it was a whole lot of fun so looking back at what we have here we have uh we have nick talking about both cube and building his own kind of awesome sealed power pack in many ways we have nicole talking about two-headed giant and we have uh and we have pie gal magic uh, from Caroline Kavanaugh. So looking at these spots here, who is going to get the Brasky Bucks for the best discussion of this right now? Wait, there are Brasky Bucks? I would have chosen a better format. No, it's too late now. <laughs> what it's about if I now. open a Pygo pack right now? Uh, what see, if I built a sealed pool? Very tempting. I like and that crinkle. Could... Yeah. <laughs> That's some... Oh my god, G- gamifying this podcast was like, was like yeah, the worst is, and best decision. That is some ASMR, you know, magic right there. That's some top notch. Okay, but you, right you have to read the card names in ASMR. Yeah, see <laughs> No, we're not gonna we're not gonna whisper on each side of like, oh, and now you're shuffling the environmental sciences. Oh god. <laughs> Treasure cruise. First day of classes. Consecrated Sphinx. Wait, where's my rare? 
<laughs> That's the best part. If if it's a Strixhaven back, you probably have three of them. It was Gnarled Professor. Gnarled Professor. And Strategic Planning is my Ooh. cool card. Okay. Strategic Planning. And we have strategically planned for this podcast to last for less than an hour, which means we are still <laughs> under that timeline. And we thank everyone for sticking with Wait, us for this brand new... Who gets the Brasky book? Stay tuned next week when you find... I'm just kidding. Uh, the the person who gets the Brasky bucks is going to go to the person who had the best show notes, not necessarily the most detailed show notes, but the best show notes. And that's going to go to the person who uh, wrote OMG2HG4EVA and means, <laughs> oh my God, two-headed giant forever. So Nicole Callahan forever, wins the Brasky bucks. Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. And that... Means uh, because you wrote forever, you get four brasky bucks for the oh. win on this one. Oh man, I should write Can... five ever. <laughs> yeah, you should. You Wait, she gets four more, or brings her to four because it brings her to four. Uh, I I want to say she gets four more on this one. Like she's she gets a heck of a lot of brasky bucks in that one. Like that's just a fantastic job. Which means that Nicole gets the most brasky bucks for this specific episode. Which means that uh, new new other thing that we're doing on this podcast is that whoever gets the most brasky bucks per episode gets to make a rule for the next episode. What is that new rule? Well, you'll just have to turn in next week to find out what that new rule is going to be. Nicole, I'm pretty sure you're already planning out a lot of different things, you have a lot of different ideas. Hopefully they don't involve a lot of ASMR magic uh, casting, but who knows? That was definitely not a look of panic on my face that I thought I was going to have to come up with it right now. Like no, 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 no. We're was, gonna give you time. That was we're gonna give you time. I was very excited. That's what that you was. could say. Much like <laughs> much like Treasure Cruise, we were gonna let you dig through time to find what you want to do. That's what. I, yeah, you're welcome for that one. That's the dad joke for the evening. But that's all we're gonna no, do. No, it's for not. Now. Yeah, you're right. No, we're gonna continue. <laughs> more. But we will have more episodes of Friends and Magic. I gotta say, it feels good to be back casting with all of y'all. It's going to be a fabulous time as we continue on on this path of content creation. And we thank all of you for sticking with us and listening into this podcast. And we really want to know what you think of it. So please make sure that you leave us a review and whether that be stars or a written review in whatever podcast form that you see fit. We will also be uh, hitting up some Twitters very, very soon in our own ways. I believe that our Twitter handle is going to be at FamPodcast, but don't hold me to that because we're actually making it as we speak. All I want to say is thank you all for sticking with us, and we can't wait to bring you more awesome podcasts going forward. But before we sign out, I need to know where all my co-hosts are found around the internet and the awesome things that they do. Let us start with the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Kavanaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and you can find me on Twitch.tv slash the way linguini i stream on wednesdays i always have a magic guest but we don't always play magic fabulous and an extra nick price where can people find you on the interwebs uh you can find me on twitter at inextrad mtg um yeah that's that's it for now um i'm gonna be probably posting a lot about not so much about strixhaven but if you want to find out more about modern horizons 2 limited and sealed and draft i I've enjoyed that format a lot. I think that it's a super deep format and you can do a lot of different things. So if you're interested in all uh, in that, I A, suggest that you play it, either a pre-release or on Modo, or just, you know, check out Twitter and, and see the cool decks that people are posting. Fantastic. And to our champion of the day of this uh, new episode of Fam Friends and Magic podcast, Nicole Callahan, where can people find you on the internet? 
And you can find me on Twitter at Lady of the Crease and also doing commentary uh, this Friday for the VML at twitch.tv slash aspirantccg. Hopefully playing on uh, the, the VML top eight next week. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Becky, I'm coming for you. That's right, Becky. You listen up, you awesome magic player. <laughs> you fantastic person, you. Yeah, take that. <laughs> Of course, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. And as always, you can find us on any plat on any podcast platform that it is that you watch. Make sure to leave us a review. And the next time we see you, we'll have just as much fun. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.